How's everybody doing? Good? How you doing, online church community? Great you joining us today. I forgot half the things that I did for the Lord. I told Sean the first service, he owed me, buddy. Uh, so, um, I'm going to preach in Spanish. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, but I'm going to preach today. The message today is called God will make a way where there seems to be no way. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. And the way you're going to remember this sermon is because we're going to call it Trailblazer for short. All right? Trailblazer. Any Trailblazer fans? All right, we was two of us in the first service, three of us in the second service, all right. Trailblazer. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. I'm going to read Isaiah 43, 16 through 19. It says this, but I'm going to pray first. Lord, thank you, Lord, for this day. Lord, thank you, Lord, that we can come together, Lord, we can worship in your name, Lord, because you have been so good to us. Lord, we ask that you speak to us, Lord, today. Lord, that you'll work from alive to us, Lord. And that not, we just not only listen to it, Lord, but that we also put it into practice. Lord, we love you, we worship you, we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they laid there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wind. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. He will make a way where there seems to be no way. In the toughest of situations, he will make a way. We tend to forget this, that God always makes a way. God has it all figured out. So we don't have to worry. He has it all figured out. It says in the word of God, why do you worry? You can't change a thing. Don't worry. He's working on our behalf even when we don't see it. He has a plan and a purpose for each one of us. And he can cut, he can cut a clear pathway through anything. Through anything. There's nothing that can stop God. Nothing. And in the hopeless situations where we can't see any way out, God's power has the opportunity to shine the greatest. It's in those times when we come to the end of ourselves, when we say, God, I can't go anymore, where we know we can't depend on our own abilities or, or on anything that we have or anyone that we know. But instead are reminded that we are totally and completely reliant on him. It's those times that are the most powerful at all. 
When you say, God, I can't do this, that's where he wants you. He wants you to say, God, I have tried and I can't do it. I can't. That's where he wants to find us. Because that, that's when he comes in and he shows us how powerful God we serve. He can make a way through the wilderness. And he can cause streams to come up out of nothing. You can be in the desert and he will cause a stream to come up. You can be in a position in your life right now where you can't see anything good. You're, you're God, where are you at? And he will make a stream come out. He will make a path. He will bring refreshing water even in the driest times. I don't know if you've ever had a dry time, but when God brings refreshing water, it's the best. It is the best. He can split the sea. He can move mountains or any barrier before you. He can conquer any giant. He can close the mouths of lions. He can open prison doors. He can protect us from the flames. You know when, when Daniel was thrown into the furnace? That when they took him out, because the flames did nothing to him? That he didn't even smell the smoke? Have you ever made a fire and not smelled the smoke? I love making fires in my backyard, in the fire pit. <laughs> and, and every time I go in, I'm like, I come in smoky flavored. My wife's all, take a shower. He was in the furnace, in the fire, and he didn't even smell a smoke. That's the God we serve. That's okay. If you say amen, I'm not going to get mad. Don't be shy. God loves it when we praise his name. Amen? amen. That was better. He's a way maker. He'll get us through any storm. He's a God of miracles. He never changes. He never changes. For he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He, he's the same. He never changes. He loves you the same way he loved you when you first came to him. And he fights for you today, and he fights for me today. But... But we have to learn to trust God in every aspect of our life. You can't serve him half, halfway. Can't serve him 25%, 75%, can't serve him 98%. You got to be all in for you to see him make a way where there is no way. I have a hard time doing this. I have a real hard time doing this. And then what God, guess what he does? He just throws me off the cliff. He's like, what you got for me now? I ain't got nothing. I have to depend on him. I have to totally trust 
God. I ain't got no other options. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Everything, give God everything. Don't hold nothing back. Every aspect. Do you trust God for all in your life? Your family, your spouse, your kids, your grandkids? Trust God with your health? Your finances? You trust God with your job? How about your relationships? You trust God in your relationships? You trust God in your today, tomorrow, next month, next year? Do you trust God? I also have our time trusting God. Um, it's, it's hard for us to totally give it all to God. Oh, for me at least. I don't want to speak for none of you. For me it is. It's hard. Uh, I was telling the uh, first service that it's been uh, three years, almost exactly to the day since I've been here. It's like 20 days off. I'm like, wow, already three years, that's going fast. Scott said it seems like a year. And those uh, three years, I didn't work for two years. I was getting unemployment and I was getting paid pretty good to stay home. I'm not going to lie. Hey, they, they, stayed, they gave it to me. I, there was no, no work in churches. Churches were closing. I'm, I'm at my home. I'm all, God, you lead me the way. Churches are closing. I'm a pastor. So guess what? There's no work for pastors. I got an appointment for one year. They took it away. God said, no, give it to him for another year. I said, okay. <laughs> no brainer, right? And it, it was real good in employment. I think I'm paying for any gas now. <laughs> <laughs> but in those two years, man, one year I did all right. I'm like, okay, God, I'm being, I'm being patient. What do you want me to do? Second year, I'm like, God, I'll do anything. Like, I wanted to go to work. Get me out of this house. Because being at home is a lot of work. If you have kids, you're in the kitchen all day. Dishes never end. Cleaning never ends. <laughs> props, props to uh, all the ladies that stay home and all the stay-at-home husbands. Like, man, it's crazy. Um, 
But I got antsy. I'm all, God, come on, God, you're not answering me. So I want to read where, where Isaiah gets this scripture from. I want to read in Exodus 14. And I'm going to come back to the story. Exodus 14, 13. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will always see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. You need only to be still. That is so hard for me. I am, I'm, I'm like, it's not my fault, it's the pastor that I had that he never stopped. He just kept going and going and going and that's what I learned to do. I learned to go and go and go. So when it's time for me to be still, I hate it. I'm, I'm like, what's next? What's next? What do we gotta do next? If you are not still, God will make you be still. If you are not still, God will make you be still. Because when he wants to speak to you, he says, hey, I'm, I want you to listen to what I have to tell you. Sometimes we forget. But we have to be still to hear what God wants to tell us. So going back to my story, two years, not working, I'm okay, God. I'm gonna start applying. I applied, got assistant manager at Dollar Tree in Independence. I had never worked in the store in my life, so I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, worked there for four weeks. I had been COVID free for two years. Guess what I got? I got COVID. I was waiting to get vaccinated uh, until the beginning of this year. I said, I'm gonna let my wife and kids get vaccinated first. If they don't, you know, nothing happens to them. <laughs> and then I'll go, you know? They're like a good father, right? I didn't, make it to the, I didn't make it to the end of the year. I got COVID in October. Ended up in the hospital. I thought I was gonna meet Jesus, I did. When they said, you got COVID pneumonia, I'm all, oh my goodness. I tried to fight it at the house. It was like four days, five days there. I, didn't, I ate one burrito like in four days. That's a miracle. <laughs> Just one, and I didn't even finish it. <laughs> I, I really thought about this, this, this might be it. So it wasn't it. Praise Jesus, I'm here. Um, they, what they don't tell you, because you know, you hear you go to the hospital, you're not coming out. But what they don't tell you, there's five different machines that they give you to help you breathe. I made it to the third one. I made it to the third one. I didn't try the other last two, because nah, I said I'm good with three. <laughs> no, but God healed me. You know, I had like a month and a half to get you know, over the sickness because it messes with your body. Out of the hospital, like in six days, seven days. 
and, and then I quit Dollar Tree right when I got out. I'm, a, I'm not going back to Dollar Tree because that's where I got sick. That's what I think. I don't know. But I wasn't still long enough. After a month and a half, guess what? I, I started looking for a job because guess what? I got restless again. But this time I was listening to what God was telling me. I applied uh, for interpreter jobs. I'm, I speak Spanish and English. You know, I didn't know medical people spoke a whole different language. <laughs> you know, if you get into the doc, they use all kinds of words that you don't speak. And, I, and then I had to learn those in Spanish and English. So it was a, it was a chore. But guess what I do now? Because I was still, and the reason I went to Dollar Tree, because we have a bilingual church in Independence, and the reason I went to Dollar Tree was to meet new people, see old friends, you know, because I'm a people person. I didn't know I was this until I became a pastor. But I am a people person. I need people in my life. That's why we come to church, right? Amen? Community. So, I, that's, the, that's the reasoning that I had to go to work. But God had something better for me. So now, I interpret for only Spanish-speaking people that speak some English sometimes, but not fluent. So all the patients that I have are, some of them are bilingual, some only speak Spanish. And I'm helping them out. So I meet new people every day. Every day I meet somebody new. You know, how many of you can say that for your jobs? Every day I meet something, every day is different. And then I get to help them out. And then I get paid on top of that. It's like, it's a perfect place. You know why? Because that was God's plan. I try to get ahead of God, but God has the perfect plan for you and for me. If you just be still and wait. Let God speak to you. Don't jump ahead of God. It's so easy to do. But he has such a great plan for you. And, and, you know, I'm loving this. You know, meeting new people. I'm, it's not the same thing over and over and over. It's a little difficult with the words, but that's okay. I ask God to give me the wisdom every morning. Be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. They went through dry ground. Are you walking on dry ground? Is God making a way for you to walk on dry ground? Once you walk on dry ground, you won't go back. Because you have seen how awesome of a God that we serve. That there is nothing he can't do. No door he can't open. No, no wall he can't go through. He says, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go after them. And I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army. Through his chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh 
his chariots, and his horsemen. Then the angel of God, who had been traveling in front of Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of the cloud also moved from the front and stood behind them. And coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel throughout the right, throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to one side and light to the other side. So neither went near the other all night long. They were right next to each other and God was protecting them. God was protecting them. The enemy cannot get near you because God is protecting us. Amen. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind that turned it into dry land. They walked on dry land. God wants us to walk on dry land. He wants to make a way where there is no way. He wants you to go through that on dry land. I don't know what that is in your life. But he wants you to walk on dry land, whatever it is. The waters were divided. Wall of water on the right and wall of water, wall of, and another on their left. And the Egyptians pursued them and all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. During the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and the cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion. He jammed the wheels of their chariots so that they had difficulty driving. He jammed the wheels of the Pharaoh's chariots. How did he jam the wheels? He made it muddy again. He made it muddy. How do wheels, how do wagon wheels get stuck in mud? That's how quick God works. Because the, the people had just crossed. And now it's all muddy. So they couldn't get through. The enemy cannot get to us. The enemy cannot get to us. He is under our feet. God is always watching out for us. He is. So they get stuck. And the where were we at? Okay. And the Egyptians were uh, fleeing toward MC and Moses. The water. I lost my place in my notes. This is the lost my place in the notes dance. So the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and their horsemen. But the Egyptians said this, let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Guess what? The Lord is fighting for you and he's fighting for me. The Lord is fighting for you and he's fighting for me. He, amen. You know how powerful this is? That we don't have to fight for ourselves. We don't have to defend ourselves. God will do it. God will do it. But you have to trust him. You have to trust. For him to make a way where there is no way, you have to trust 
God in everything. And then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and at daybreak the sea went back in this place, and the Egyptians were fleeing toward it. The Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed and covered the chariots and horsemen, and the entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea, not one of them survived. Not one of them survived to tell the story. Guess what? The enemy cannot get to us. He can't. Because God is always fighting for us. Always. We seem to forget this. Or I do at least. God fights for me. I don't need to fight. I just got to trust in God. I got to trust God in every aspect of my life. That day, the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians and Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. And when the Israelites saw the mighty hand of the Lord displayed against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and put their trust, and they put their trust in him and in Moses, his servant. Where are you putting your trust? Where are you putting your trust? In your own ability? In what you have? In how smart you are? Guess what? We're not very smart. Where are you putting your trust? Put it in God. You want to walk on dry ground? Put it on God. You want to see a way where there is no way? Put it, your trust, on God. In God. In every aspect. Don't hold nothing back. Don't tell God, God, I'll give you this much, but this is for me. No, just jump in. Just jump in. That's the best way to do it. Say it's better, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Just jump in. And you won't regret what God will do with your life. You'll see amazing. I, I have seen God do these things, and I, it, it's, it amazes me. When I tell God, God, I, I, what, what do I do next? God, what, where do I go from here? What am I going to do? How am I going to do it? And then God says, he laughs at me and says, I got you. I got you. Stop making God laugh. Stop thinking that we can do anything. This is that from apart from Christ, we can't do anything. Nothing.